What's up, family? What's up, family? This is J.A. This is Creative Conversations with J.A. I'm excited. I'm excited about what we're about to get into. But first, follow us on all our platforms. We are on social. We are on Instagram, Conversations with J.A. We are on Facebook, Conversations with J.A. We are on YouTube, Conversations with J.A. And guess what, y'all? We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts. And we just got added a couple weeks ago on Amazon Music. Wow. It's crazy. This is our 11th show. I didn't think I could make it, but we're on our 11th show. So I'm just grateful for everybody. I'm grateful for the support. I'm just grateful, grateful, grateful for everybody that's been tuning in, everybody who has been sharing and liking and everything. And so I'm just excited. This week's topic, where's Elijah? Mentorship. Is Elijah still out there? Is mentorship still important? This is our, our, our topic today. Our topic all month has been where's Elijah? And I'm bringing on some of my some of my mentors, some of the people who got me through and who are still getting me through. I couldn't invite all of them, <laughs> but I invited five, four or five of my favorite mentors this month. So you're going to be blessed. Today on the show, we got Lisa Thorpe on the show. Jesus. I couldn't believe I got her, but she's on the show, y'all. This is one of my mentors. When you think about mentorship, that's who I think about. And so without further ado, we're just going to bring her on in. Hey. She's there. (laughs) Hi, everyone. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Creative conversation. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. I got to calm down. I got hot. I'm excited too. I don't know why. I'm just really, really excited Please. to have you. You always get show. me into something. <laughs> See, I didn't, I didn't say the B word. I just said this is my sister. I didn't good say enough, good enough. That no title is necessary. We know what it is. As long as right. we, know, we know, what know what it is, it's woo. We got some history. Yes, for, Lord. for the people who That's don't true. know. <laughs> could you just introduce yourself? I don't know why they don't know who you are, but could you just introduce yourself I don't to nobody? Just trying to <laughs> All right, go on, go on. I'll let you do it. Do just your thing. yourself to the people for us. Well, my name is Lisa Thorpe, and um, I've been a mentor for, um, <laughs> I don't even want to say how many years, but um, I, I, I'll tell you this much. My oldest mentor is a mentee is past 40 years old, Ooh. is at least 45 years old. So I've been mentoring um, for most of my life. Uh, my background is in intercultural rhetoric. Of course, I'm from Pittsburgh. I live in Dallas now. Um, and mentoring is honestly my life. It is um, everything about it is who I am. Um, everything about it is what I believe in. And um, I make it a point. I make time uh, to constantly endure uh, separating my schedule to make time for those who I mentor. I'm very, very intentional about it. Woo. You hear that? That's, that's just, just the beginning, family. That is just the beginning. <laughs> Lisa is definitely one of my mentors. And no, I'm not the oldest one, I don't believe. Because y'all know. Uh, no, unfortunately, <laughs> but you might be. You're in the top three. Let's I, I keep telling them, Lisa, I'm an honorary millennial. So that that's all I'm me. saying. I just want y'all millennials to stop <laughs> saying that you're like a young adult. No, you're not. You're full-fledged. All the license papers, T-shirts, and mugs that go with being a full adult. Especially when your kids are adults. Okay, I need you to let it go. No, that's because I had them when we were young. <laughs> you tried it. You tried Which it. It's crazy because Bridget is about to graduate in December. Jeez. That's all I'm saying. So, <laughs> nothing. Uh, what is it? Uh, emeritus? Emeritus. Absolutely I'm a, not. I'm. I'm a, that's good. I'm millennial emeritus. How uh-huh. about that? That's the new how one. About how to be old man. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna get into it. Who was your first mentor? And describe so, it for me. My first mentor, and by the way, I took notes because I can go real I far know. off with all of this, and I need to stay <laughs> in the boundaries of creative conversation <laughs> podcast. Um, my uh, 
my first mentor was Elizabeth Dennis. Um, she's a pastor now of the Lord's Church in mm. Monroeville. Mm. And to me, she's Nisi. Nisi mentored me from probably the beginning of high school straight through to my fourth year, mm. third year in college. And I was at Duquesne University at the time. Um, something about Nisi that um, I took on as a character of my life is tough love. She didn't mm. put up with my crap. And I had a lot of crap going on at that time. I was cutting the fool. I had just gotten out of my parents' house. I graduated from high school early, um, forged my mother's uh, signature so I could get out early. I had enough <laughs> credits. You know, I was probably too smart for my own time, but um, got out early. And my mother forced me to go to college because I was like, oh, I'll go to community college and just, you know, she said, absolutely not. And I never even applied for anywhere else. But thank God for Nisi. Nisi got on there and got in my life and was like, OK, so now you're here. I, unfortunately, at the time for me, I got accepted to Duquesne and um, I tried everything I could do to mess up to get out of there. I tried to stay on probation, you know, just wasn't into it. I wanted to just get out and live and my mother wasn't having it. But thank God for a mentor in my life um, who was there. Tough love. She was consistent. Hmm. And if there's nothing else I can say about um Whatever mentor you have in your life, if it's someone who does not lead a consistent life, not just with you, but lead a consistent life, committed to everything in their life, they is 1000% of them, then they will never be good for you. Because one of the things that I used to train people on it, and you know, I worked for a prior. Well, actually, after that, I worked for the Mentoring Partnership of Southwestern Pennsylvania for four years. And um, and she was still my mentor. And at this point, I had um, messed up. She got me my first internship downtown at Mellon Bank. And I was I just knew nothing. Um, she would sit up with me and write papers. I got put out of Duquesne like two, three times. She helped me write my letters to get back in there. I pleaded insanity each time. You know, God is gracious to us and um, made up all kind of stuff. But but she stayed on me. Um, she ensured that I, I lived a life of truth, not a perfect life, but a life of truth that I would be able to deal with as I got older and as I matured in life, even as I matured in the things of God, um, let me say she, she is still a mentor now. Um, when I come mm. to the city and have time, uh, I go out to her house and I spend the full day and, you know, and, and now, you know, we're, we're kind of doing a lot of the same things in ministry and in life. And it's like, Wow, you almost catch up to your mentor, but you <laughs> never, ever, ever exceed them because mm -hmm. uh, the student never exceeds their teacher. And wow. it's called respect. Woo. That right there. The I just student. want to say that again because you may exceed, make more money than them. You may get more education than them. You may appear to have advanced beyond them. However, a student never exceeds their teacher. Wow. And that is called respect. Respect. You know, you just do the right thing. So wow. yeah. Wow. And let me wow. say this. She was my at the time, she was my first mentor, but she was also um, we'll talk further about that later. I want to other answers. <laughs> I just want to welcome everybody. I want to welcome Kamisha. Let's thank Kamisha. She's the one that did my opening. Shout oh, out to her. Great. Thank you, Kamisha. Kamisha H branding. And my cousin is on the line, Adrian. We were talking with Lisa Thorpe, one of my mentors. Will I be able to share this on my page after? Yes, you can. You can share it now if you want. Okay. <laughs> All right. See, we should have done that before. Yeah, well, it's on, on my before. it's on my page, so you okay. can share from my page or from the Creative Conversations page. Got it. I'll share it after this. Sure will. So what? I want to say, what had you drawn to her? Because if everybody don't know, I don't know. I just, Dr. Lola Thorpe is uh, Lisa's mom, which is my spiritual yeah. mother. And the no late, and the no late Bishop E.M. Thorpe. So what, what drew you to Ooh. them? Well, you know, I Sorry. never had a, a 
bad relationship with my parents. I was right. just a disobedient child in my mind, right? right. And, I, and I was a typical PK. I was forced to be in the church. Um, at the time, Nisi Dennis was a PK as well. So one of the first things that attracted us is we tried to get a group together of PKs whose um, parents were pastoring here in the city. I was the youngest out of all of them. And I always started the mess for somehow, somewhere reason. You know, I always said the wrong thing, right? And I probably mm -hmm. was just too young to be in the group. But one of the things that drew me to her is, um, and to this day, I don't like talking on the phone because I talked on the phone one time. You know, I don't, I don't even <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was on the phone. There's always a reason behind something that you're adamant about not doing. There's a history behind it. And I said something to one of the other people in our group and, you know, clan of girls, young ladies. And what I said hurt one of the people so, so bad. And I didn't mean it like I said it or I didn't mean to hurt. But I didn't know any better. I was maybe 13, 14 years old. They were 16, 17, 18 and up. And um, I learned a lesson and it was all over a bunch of telephone conversations. Right. And I feel like everybody dropped me after that. But Nisi, <laughs> and she was determined to make me a wholesome young lady who wanted God, right? Um, she was determined, you know, there were there were times when she would... um where she would just, well, I didn't want to be mentored. <laughs> I didn't want to hear the truth. I didn't want to do right. Um, but she stayed on me. She stayed with me. I wouldn't call her. She kept calling me. And I just swore to the heavens that I was never talking on the phone to any of these people. I was never going to like reach out and try to be nice to people. Like I kind of shut down in my life, but she would not allow it. And this is before I had even gotten into college. Mm -hmm. um, but she stuck with me. Uh, she was consistent. Again, I'm going to keep using that word because one of the greatest deficits in relationship is not loyalty. It's consistency. Ooh, that's a say lie right there. <laughs> you know, it's just people struggle to stick to it. We don't have stick to itiveness. Mm -hmm. And because we don't have it, we disappoint um, we leave people, we walk away and we don't even call it walking away or leaving them. You know, some people say, well, I outgrew them or, you know, or they're stuck and I can't be in that. Well, you never were supposed to be where I am. If you're my mentor, right? <laughs> you're always supposed to be here, right? No matter how common I tried to make you in my life. Your role was to always be here so mm -hmm. that I could hear you. Right. That I didn't try to bring you to, into my situations and my arenas. You should always be able to speak above me. Mm -hmm. And everybody needs somebody in their life that could speak above them and to them mm -hmm. from that place of elevation. Mm. People fail to do that because some of those things don't feel good. It's tough love. And on top of that, we don't want in our human nature, we don't want to be consistent. We don't want to keep going at it, even when it doesn't look good or feel good. Even if, we, you know, sometimes we just change. We change who we love. We change who we like. Ooh. We change who we want to hang with. We change who we admire. <laughs> we change who, you know, we change who we follow. We delete. We block. You know, we unfollow. We unfriend. We're just an inconsistent culture. Mm. <laughs> and and somebody has to has to bring the balance and temper our lives and that's mm. what i believe mentors do wow. and so many people try to put that on your pastors it's not your it's your pastor's job to bring you the word of god to stay in a place where you will hear spiritually mm. what spirit of the Lord is saying to the church, it is your mentor's job. It is a parental job outside of a mentor's job to speak truth into your life and to help sculpt and mold you into the person that God or that life is has been planned, the blueprint of your life for God. Um, and we try to put everything on one person. Mm. I have multiple mentors, mm -hmm. <laughs> as you opened up saying, so that on that.
I'm gonna leave that one alone because I could go there a long time. No, no, let's let's stay there. You know, we're gonna, you know how we do. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What do you I'm mean as far as multiple mentors? Well, one of the things I'll say is um I have a and this is kind of pushing me down to your last question. So um we'll come back to the other ones. We'll number two. But I have a career mentor. I have a ministry mentor. Wow. I have an entrepreneurial mentor. And then I have push mentors. Hmm. So my <laughs> career mentor deals with me specifically about things that are happening in my immediate career, the realm that I decided to be in. Not about how to get a job, just about how do you how do you focus in your life? Um, how do you hone, hone in on what your competencies, competencies and skills are? So that mentor for me really keeps me focused because I come as a visionary. You come up with all kinds. Well, today, I'm a, let me tell you how far yeah. I went. I'm so proud of you with your podcast, by the way, <laughs> because you. I started a podcast last year. I did it for three months and I was like, I don't feel like talking to people. <laughs> I don't have any questions or I don't have anything to share or I just couldn't get the discipline of it. And then I pulled back. Right. Um, that I had no mentor in that area, but I mm. did have people in my area that was like, you really do have something to say. So I probably should have switched over to my ministry mm. instead yeah. of trying to make it a career. Mm. Therefore, I didn't have that support system to keep me consistent at something new that I that I was trying to develop as a competency and a skill. So I pulled back. I had supporters. Supporters are different than mentors. Yep. Supporters are different than mentors. No, mentors are not because sometimes they don't support what you're doing because it's <laughs> off. <laughs> you know? right, right. You know, we have to acknowledge that they're there to tell you the truth and to right. guide you, not right. because not because of their life, right? They don't try to make you live their life. Right. Uh, mentors are there to give you the options and the opportunity to see a broader perspective for how you may want to guide your life, not mm. to tell you how to do it and not to parent you. Or to pastor you. I'm going to keep saying that. Mentors are not to parent or pastor you. Mm. Those roles, those titles hold separate roles. And after training mentors all over this country, working with the National Mentoring Partnership um, and the local mentoring partnership for Southwestern Pennsylvania, we trained the mentors. And then I created a manual to train the mentees because I realized despite how much people were excited about mentoring others and being there for them, unless that person that you want to pour into wants to be poured into number one. Once, and right. unless they understand their responsibility behind having someone who has committed their time, energy, and efforts into pouring into you, you need to learn to appreciate it. <laughs> They're not doing themselves a favor. They're helping you. So at the time we were training um, mentees who were young in middle school and high school. Um, but then I moved forward into doing my own organization, IA Initiative, which advocates and supports and provides mentors for those students who are in college. Because I realized that people were, we would help people get into college and they would get through that first year at 65% mm -hmm. of African-Americans who went to college and completed that first year, even if they had the money, full scholarships and everything, they would quit. <laughs> they were afraid to, they didn't have advocates and people to go before mm -hmm. them into those financial aid and bursar offices. Wow. So they just gave up. Their parents didn't know. They just, they had a sport or they, they were academically smart. But when you start talking about negotiating, something about going into those financial aid offices mm -hmm. were so intimidating <laughs> for me. You know, it was just so intimidating. Mm. Um, and so I just continued mentoring from an advocacy level. So it's everything I do. Wow. Woo. That right so there. I had those. I said the, the career mentor, the ministry mentor, the entrepreneur and the push. The push mentor. Let me just try to explain this because, you know, it's not pray until something happens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. It is, and I wanted to make sure I put it down so nobody would get it confused. It's pursue unapologetic 
significance humbly. And it's people who just get, you know, how you have this weight scale. And depending on whatever I'm dealing with, it's like our weight goes up and down, right? So depending mm-hmm. on where I am, I need a different person to help come and balance out and temper that area of my life and to just push me into to the next level, right? Um, I, I would get stuck at being unbalanced and uneven and, and getting and being a, a visionary. I would just want to do all these things. But they would show me the real side. And it was specifically in areas that they were already good at, right? That they had already accomplished. Right, right, right. In that push mentor area, um, it was always someone who had already done what I wanted to do. They had mm-hmm. already been successful in right. areas that I desired to be successful in. Um, and I, I have two specific ones. One is Dr. Wilson Good, the former mayor of Philadelphia. And um, the second is Dr. Juanita Bynum, um, who was more of my spiritual and my writing mentor um who wouldn't pick her she's been new york times best-selling author for five years (laughs) dr good was the first african-american uh mayor of a major of one of the top five metropolitan areas in the country and so you know it was important for me and let me say this about dr good to this day he texts me every single morning with for the since my father passed Dr. Good has not failed seven days a week, 365 days out of a year, and it will be 11 years. I've worked for him. And even after I stopped working for him, this man has texted me every single day. Please hear every single day, 365 days out of a year for 11 years since my father passed. Wow. Wow. And his role changed in my life from, and I used to call him Dr. Boss, but his role changed in my life from being my boss to just a straight up mentor. So every day I am encouraged by something he says. Every Mm -hmm. day he sends me something. God is great and greatly to be praised Mm -hmm. and we should always exalt him. And he's merciful. God bless you and your family. I pray, pray a hedge of protection over you and your family and whatever you endeavor to do. That is what mentoring is all about. Wow. So my examples are very, very high. Um, you see the question. I don't know if those are a question. Yeah, it's a comment. And then, uh, my cousin said, and I don't think people understand how much energy is used in mental. <laughs> like we have to do it. We don't have to do anything. But my purpose is bigger than my personal feelings. Absolutely. It's so <laughs> important to be trained, first of all, to be mentors. And I, I know we, we just do it. But it's important to me to train people to mentor. I've created so many training manuals for nonprofit organizations, primarily all over Pittsburgh. Um, uh, what what is it? The Need Foundation, uh, the Family some Family First, the Mentoring Partnership, um, Youth Places. I mean, I can just name uh, just creating manuals. There were several hospitals um, who had moved into mentoring type of roles. Uh, UPS was doing one for African-American females and went in and trained those um, ones who were advanced in the uh, company to train the others, not just to, not to, to train them to do their job, but to train them to be there for them so that we can maintain, you know, an ecumenical level and an equity level of African-Americans in that leadership role at UPS. So, uh, yes, it was UPS. So that's, um, that's just some of the things, but I'm not going to hold you all day long. I know you can. And that's why I got you. (laughs) Not only because she's my mentor that she doesn't stop the many, Social media rant. <laughs> We're not gonna talk about that. My job I'm was to cover you. Now. I'm gonna deliver <laughs> a little bit now because I think about what Lisa would say. Don't you? Don't you post that? <laughs> Take that down. Take that right down. now. That's what I would say. Go on. You can say that part. Right. Take it down. Now. Take it down. Stop sounding emotional. Stop right, putting your right. feelings out there for all these people to judge. Right. We don't need no more judgment on our lives. We just need I'm, Jesus. Uh, we don't need to be times. judged. And I, it's been a couple of times. I think I thought I was right, and I was letting them have it. 
And then so you served me back to how right you were. You tried to justify. I did. Justify to me, not to the world wide web. We're not going to do that today. We're not doing that. That's not happening. So, you know, we, I had to hear it from you. Yeah. You really thought you were right. I did think I was right. <laughs> I thought I was right. I was I was letting them have it. And then I get an inbox or I get a text. Take that down. <laughs> Take that down. Tomorrow you are not going to feel that way. Right. <laughs> you so won't be ready to give us a scripture tomorrow. Not tell us. Right. You're going to be ministering to us. Right. So we so got to ignore the, what we just saw. That's the importance of the mentor. That that's, is, and I, I like how you said training. Because oh, like you God. said, sometimes people be like, this is my mentor. This is my mentor. Like like we do in the church with spiritual parents. That's uh, my spiritual mom. That's <laughs> but yeah, having somebody train. Well, hey, this, Everybody hey, this is, is my son, my daughter, my that's <laughs> my mother, spiritual mother, that's my spiritual father. Did did they birth you in the spirit? Right. And, and you know, we can't get rid of our kids. I don't care how bad they are. We can't sit your end down you're not going nowhere you're not no I, you know, in the church with my parent as my pastor there are times i wanted to go and i got invitations to preach in all these places my mother would be like sit up no no not today i'd be like they bought my plane ticket already what do you mean no it's like not today god ain't saying that today so you can right. go i'll see you at church i'm like but 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 that my offering was ready like this is how i'm right. living in this season you know, and guess what she would tell me? She would say, and we can't give you what they would give you. So you <laughs> I was like, and you telling me I'm not gonna get it from I'm just I was just lost. I just lost out totally. That's a no win. Oh lord. But let me tell you something in the obedience of all of that, mm. God sends you more and God blesses you with more. And and my mother taught me years ago when somebody wants you and you're not available, they'll come back again. Yep. They'll come back again. They'll come back. If they really want you, oh, they'll invite you again. Whew, see, and that's where <laughs> I get it from, y'all. Some people, like, some people ask me stuff on the spot. Can you do this? I was like, well, I got to talk to my pastor. I got to talk to that's my. Right. And they be like, what? And that's just been ingrained in me. It blows, it blows people's mind because we all, despite the scripture that we're not our own, we all believe that we grown and I do what I want to do before I even came to Pittsburgh from Dallas to speak this weekend. I called my pastor in Dallas and said, I'll be gone for the weekend speaking at my mother's church, at my home church, you know, keep me in your prayers. Like we don't want to be accountable. And when you have a mentor accountability from the mentees part is major like you have to, you go talk to me once a week. <laughs> you don't hear from me whether you want to or not. I, I know there are times when Dr. Bynum would reach out to me and I'd be like, I'm not this week. I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to hear you telling me what I can't do in ministry and, and how my book cover was weak and, and you need to redo and stock and, and your stuff is unprofessional and, and you need to start all over again. But let me tell you about a mentor who really means you every step of the, way, of the way. When I first put my book out, she came back and said, I don't like the cover. It looks cheap. Went and reordered all the books, did all of my step and repeats, did my logo, did had all of this done. Because if I'm going to correct you in an area and, and tell you what is wrong with it, my job as your mentor is to walk you through to the correct way of doing it. So at the end of the day, I'm not saying that's a bad book. I'm not saying that's a bad idea. What I'm mm -hmm. saying is you got to work with somebody and take some time to hear another perspective. Another perspective. It got, you have to be measured and mentors help measure those ideas, those those creative ideas, those yeah. uh, those grand thoughts we get about <laughs> what we want to do whether it's spiritual or natural and they say you know you might need to temper that a little bit you may need to right. hey, study some more get some, get some more <laughs> on that one before you decide to do something else so you know, I, I totally thank god for for all of my mentors and for the people that i have mentored i love seeing the success um about 20 years ago even oh god i'm telling my age about 20 years ago 
Uh, the, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette did a story on me and one of my mentors. And when I started mentoring them, um, and most of you, are, if you're in the city of Pittsburgh, you know Chantel. Um, and Chantel, who was putty to us back then, right? right. Uh, Chantel <laughs> Kelly, uh, could not stand me as a mentor. I mean, she wanted to come to church. And, and this is in the newspaper, so she doesn't mind me telling it. We done told this story all over the world almost. But to come to church and dress down and be in like thug gear and wanted to fight all of the ones that were women and girls, not the women, but the girls who were dressed up on Sundays, be outside waiting on them, ready to just throw down, just angry. <laughs> and, and before, and her father was incarcerated at the time, but ultimately in her 20s, she worked for me um, with the Machi mentoring mm. children who are prisoners. And I did that for 25 years. And she was one of the people that um, I employed. And the conversation behind it um, was that uh, Chantel had grown into an amazing young woman who loved mm -hmm. the Lord right. and loves people. And come to find out all of that anger was because of rejection. Mm. And, and nobody wanted her by their kids in church. And nobody, they were like, she's bad. Wow. She's bad. It's like saying if you stand there, somebody pregnant, you're gonna get pregnant. Right. No, <laughs> you stand there, somebody bad, if they, they that doesn't make your child bad, right? right? <laughs> um, but they, they didn't trust God on that end. But anyhow, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, um, we I stuck it out with Chantel and they wanted wow. to put her out of mainstream school. I think it was Lecce, put her in Lecce. Mm -hmm. And my number Ooh. one goal for her that I tried to make important to her was I did not want Chantel to graduate from an alternative school. I wanted her to graduate high school at a mainstream school. And thanks be to God and mm. her consistency with putting up with not wanting to be bothered with me as her mentor <laughs> is that she ended up graduating from Oliver High School. Wow. And that we, we talked about it in the paper. And then long story short, her father ended up incarcerated. And while she was working for me, um, we were able to share the story about now that, you know, she was free from the anger and, and had a mentor in her life who, you know, who was there for her. She began, she loved on her father. He got sick. Um, they let him out of the hospital. I mean, out of the prison to, in order to um, live the rest of his life out because he was ill. But she was able to develop a relationship with him without wow. the anger and without all of that. So mentors, we can't change people's lives. Right. <laughs> we can't change, you know, the, the circumstances. You still have to play the cards you've been dealt. Mm -hmm. but our goal is to help you strategically think how in the end you'll win. Ooh. Right. So you may not win every hand, but right. at the end of the game, the like there's some game. rounds in there. You can right. get a round or two in and win. Right? <laughs> right. Um, that That is the goal of a mentor. Wow. So that's so important. And you mentioned one of your mentors <laughs> being Dr. Bynum. And some people will be like, whoa, I wish I could have a mentor no, like that. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Some people see the outside, but you know that 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 behind the scenes. Tell us about that behind the scenes. Of not just Dr. Bynum, but a mentor. So the behind the scenes of a mentor is, for example, with you and I, um, my commitment is when I see it I and and I see something wrong that might injure you, whether spiritually, mm -hmm. mentally, um, socially, um, whatever it is. It especially is like, socially saints. Especially socially saints. <laughs> world Wide Web, www. Right. I think people forget it goes all over the world. Right. I know with, with James in particular, there have been a lot of things that I've said to him that he just didn't agree with. And and y'all might not notice. I don't know if he shared this on any of his other ten podcasts, but I just want you all to know that that when he believes that he's right, he's gonna hold his gun down. With um, and don't you say something wrong and mess no. up, because he's gonna correct you and say, you know. And one of the things I praise God for is I can't apologize. I apologize if I'm wrong. I'm gonna say sorry. It takes James a it long time, <laughs> first of all, to get to I'm wrong, or maybe I just didn't think that all the way through, or maybe when you try to give me another way to do that, 
Um, <laughs> I, didn't to, I didn't have to take it so personal, right? Like, right. knock little Henry off your shoulder and stop being personal. <laughs> and, and he took a lot of things differently. But I can say um, when he came to himself. <laughs> <laughs> when I came to, from the pit, y'all, from the pit. Um, I was still there and I didn't allow his anger or his, you know, his persistency and and, and wanting to be right Right. to affect our, what my role was in his life. I was clear because when he asked me to be his mentor, I, I'm sure I told him, I'm not sure if that's what you want. (laughs) <laughs> and I always tell people that like I'm not sure it sounds good on the outside but I doubt very very seriously I need you to go back and pray to God ask right. your friends check with your pastor right. you know, I'm going to check with them about you one of the things even with Chantel um, I had a great relationship with her pastor and, and if Chantel was cutting up and showing up at other people's churches and she was supposed to be at her church and, and they would say, so have you seen Chantel? What do you mean she hasn't been to church? Was she at work? Okay, <laughs> thanks. And I would give her a call and say, stop playing. Mm-hmm. She showed up at Northside sometimes. Well, I just wanted to come. No, we don't. Then you tell your pastors where you're right. going to be visiting. <laughs> and she, her excuse, and she's going to get me for this. Her excuse would be that she was across the street. She worked across the street from Northside. Well, when I got off, I just came over at lunch. I just, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, and so with J.A., even when our ministries changed and altered, um, we got it right and we we kept it right yeah. because when you understand the purpose behind the relationship, it mm. is easy to commit to it yeah. and to be consistent and loyal. Not saying you're not going to have some problems. Yo, you're going to definitely have misunderstandings. Yeah. Somebody going to be mad. Yeah. And it's that mentor because I just had, with Jay, whoo. I had to explain to the pastor that I didn't do what he was angry about. I just had to explain to the other <laughs> ministry team. I'm just like, did you really make everybody think that I did you so wrong? You know, and I did Okay, I'm really telling on you now. Yeah, you are. It's <laughs> but, okay. It's but at the right. end of the day, thank God for grace out. and thank God for growing us. Grace yeah. and growth make all the difference in the world. But there was never a time after that that if he no. called, I didn't respond. Um, there was never a time that I mishandled him because I thought he was really off. I, he was having a <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> But I tried to be there and I tried to stay there with him as much as I possibly could and always be available. And that's oh, what's hard for a mentor is it's hard and it's time and energy, as someone said earlier, it's so much time and energy to commit to mentoring someone because you know, as a mentor, you get caught up and you got to remind yourself, I'm not your mother, not your father. I'm not your pastor. You know, you have to remind yourself of that role. And that's where the training comes in at. Mm. That's why training is so important because it keeps you focused. So I've gone around to maybe 20 churches in Pittsburgh when we were doing Amachi, mentoring the children of prisoners and trained hundreds, hundreds of pastors as well as members on how to mentor effectively, whether it's in ministry or outside of the ministry, in order for these youth and young adults to have somebody consistent in their life. Because why? the reason why youth don't listen to us and don't value what we say, because they know we're not going to stay with them. Mm. They do something wrong. They know that mentor is going to walk away. We say right. something wrong. We do something bad. Um, you know, life hands us like a real, real, real misfortune. And people walk away from you. People don't have, like I said before and earlier, that stick to with people, mm-hmm. you know, as and one thing I can, can compare it to is as an intercessor um, in the kingdom of God, you know, the difference in me being a prayer warrior is as an intercessor, I got to pray until I see it happen. Mm. Whether God says yes or no, I got to get to the end of it. So I have to pray to the end. Whew. And sometimes <laughs> those ends have, have been death. Mm. They haven't always been healing. They haven't wow. always been deliverance. They've been decisions. Mm. But I have to stay with it until I get to the end of it. And, and 
that's that's what mentors have to do. Mm -hmm. um, that's a choice. Mm -hmm. And and I, and I say to those who want mentors or who are being mentors, those mentees, um, praise God for your mentor. Mm. You know, as much and as often as I get get upset behind the scenes <laughs> with my mentor, you know, that one Dr. Bynum, you know, we 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 have developed a friendship. We've been friends over 40 years. Mm. So to also value and respect you as a yeah. mentor um, was an extra mile. And one of the things we made a decision to is, you know, I can't work for you, be your employee and be your mentee and your friend. I just, we can't do that. <laughs> you, you know, we want everybody to be everything, you know, church Every. got to do it all. Either your ministry is prophetic or it's prophetic and feeding the hungry, or it's prison. We we trying to serve everything and everybody, and we're doing all of them at one percent. Right. I can't mentor the whole world, but I'm okay. very very careful and selective and prayerful about who God sends in my life because I take from my mentors their consistency and commitment to me. And I carry that over. They've trained me outside of, you know, the structure of a training class on how to do it and how to treat people right and how to have tough love mm. and how to stick with it. I mean, these have been years and years and years of these people in my life. Did I always want them? No, but behind the scenes and behind the scenes, was I disappointed and angry? Did I try to walk away as their mentee? Yes. Mm. I have gone some year, two years, just like, no, I don't want to hear nothing they have to say. And I'm not doing anything that they recommended before. <laughs> and I have lost a whole lot in those years of trying to do things my way without having that tempered life mm -hmm. that has gone before us. People that have paved the way and trudged out, you know, the trail for us. Because we want to do it our way. We we think there's nothing new under the same. We're not starting nothing new. Nothing new. Everybody is doing everything, right? <laughs> so you know, find somebody that has done it and did it well mm -hmm. and pray about at, you know, even before you ask them, pray about it. Because mm -hmm. there are coming those times behind the scene where, you know, I didn't want to wear black to preach. I had nice colored clothes. You know, and, and I didn't want, I wanted to have a little cleavage out there, you know, or, or I wanted my hair to be, you know, green for a while. You know, I just, there were things I wanted to do. And I was like, that's just you. I don't want to do that. And and I wanted to, you know, wear, once I worked on my body, I wanted to wear a little fitted, little something. Like, I can't help that, that people are weak and, and get thrown off when they look at stuff. That's their issue. Well, let me tell you about how God sees what you do. And then we get to that. And, and you know, and then it would get to, you know, your self-esteem. If, you, if you're that confident, do you need to show that much? You know, and who are you comparing yourself to? So when you saw this and thought this looked nice, who did you see that on? Did you see it on somebody on Instagram and up preaching, you know? We we just certain things um, I was trained by my mentor not to do. Uh, but I remember starting 5 a.m. prayer and I did not want my mentor to come to 5 a.m. prayer. She was like, let me help you, let me this and let me that and let me come and, you know, let me build. I said, no, because whatever you do, I have to maintain. So don't start something I can't finish. No, they got expectations of you. I don't want anybody to have those expectations. And I waited. She had been doing Ooh, 5 a.m. for maybe 10, 15 years. And finally, the Lord laid it on my heart to do it, but it had nothing to do with what she was doing. And I mm -hmm. did not want her help. Right. And because I was like, no, if this is you, God, speaking to me, my her job in my life and, and my job as her mentee is not to get out there and try to do everything she does. Mm. I wasn't itching for a mic. I wasn't itching to preach that if anybody knows me, that's the last thing I'm asking to do. And I definitely didn't want something I had to get up every Friday. Morning <laughs> for 12 years. I did 5 a.m. prayer for 12 years, yes. getting up at four o'clock in the morning every Friday. I don't want to follow in nobody's footsteps with that. So, you know, the behind the scene was I still wanted my own identity. Mm -hmm. I wanted the support, but I wanted to still be Lisa. And both of my mentors um, 
my push mentors have have made sure that that's what I did, that I stayed with my own identity um, and that I wasn't trying to take on theirs Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. order to gain support or followers or influence because people were going to look at me to be like them. And I'm not like either one of them. You know, I'm, you know, unfortunately, there are right. many people who have been successful in society and in ministry. I couldn't, I didn't want to be a mayor of a city. I didn't want to, you know, do, run for office. And I didn't right. be up on nobody's big platform preaching. That's mm. just not what I wanted. Right. So that right there, those are the behind the scene things. It's to stay who you are, even stay though you are. your mentor and your mentor should be assisting you at being you. Mm. Whew, that's important. Let you me know, tell y'all tell y'all the reason people the reason why I wear black is because of Lisa. When I minister, I wear black. I wear my little I have had my little clergy things off with bling and <laughs> I, all these clergy, I had my clergy shirt on and and then and last night I because you know no shade to nobody. And I was at Sharice, I was like, was I overdressed? <laughs> And she was like, you mean to church? (laughs) We don't say that when they go to clubs, right? Right. (laughs) Are you underdressed? No. Yeah, I definitely try to make a point. Now, when it's dressed down, I might wear a little hoodie or something like that. Uh But when I come to minister, I remember when I ministered at NSI, it was a youth event. I wore my all black. (laughs) Let me tell you, people can focus on the God in you. And they hear what you're saying more than what they see. Mm. And and we can just be too much just in our attire. The Bible talks about us being modest. modest. Our <laughs> and then we get up to preach and think, well, the camera's on me and the lights are on me. Let me just push this thing a little further. Right, right, right. A little tighter or a little color, extra color, a little, little blingy and wearing stuff that too tight. Even and this is men and women. We do men, it. I men and women. Put my muscle shirt on and then my <laughs> jacket. And then when I take my suit, I don't want to see I'm defocused now. Right. <laughs> when was the last time you worked out? Right. You know, just, come on. Let's just be real. Let's just be honest. It happens. But thank God for people in our lives who, yes. will, who will restructure um, and assist us at redirecting us into what is best for us. Best Not for us. telling us what to do, but to re-instruct us and redirect us into what's best for us. Because I was like, some people had jeans on, something, and I'm in here with this. I didn't have my collar on, but I just had my clergy shirt, suit, jacket. Like, you won't catch me in a clergy collar, but I won't nine times out of ten have a V-neck anything on. <laughs> I need a jacket on. Let me just say that. <laughs> I wouldn't walk into you know a board meeting. You know, I'm on some national boards. I, I'm careful how I go in in that setting amongst other executives. Right. I don't walk in there, you know, with a low cut shirt on and everything super tight. And mm-hmm. if it is tight, I'm going to grab me a shrug, a shawl, something going to be over top of me because I don't want to distract from the right. content of what content. I'm trying to deliver. I, and, and people don't understand. People won't even respect you or hear you when you're not appropriate in the setting that you're called to be a part of. Mm. Lord, now that's. That's a class right there. <laughs> I'm just, hey, that, that, that was um, uh, mentoring and ministry 101. You know, like, like, if I call you to pray, don't get up here, sing first before you pray. Get up here and pray. Do what you're supposed to do. Stay in line. <laughs> that, that, was, that was just a randomness of mine. <laughs> don't get up here and prophesy. Pray. Read the scripture. If you're supposed to give the announcements, don't preach. <laughs> coming up next week. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, I'm just messing y'all. No, no, no. When I was at Potter's House Ministries, that's what they taught us. Bishop said, <laughs> get up and do what you're supposed to do and sit <laughs> down. And that's what Bishop Carter teaches us. Get up and what and you by the time you sit down, whoever's next, if it was on you, you done left some residue and <laughs> it will speak. You don't right. have to be long prolonged let it speak by the time you're walking down to your seat if god want to move he'll break out without you at the mic wow you have stayed in your boundaries so yes 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 has nothing to do with mentoring and also one the one thing about mentor i remember um 
when I came to institutional, mm-hmm. Lisa defended me as well. Okay. okay. <laughs> she defended me. People didn't think, you know, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That? Well, they ain't think. And she was like, that's not the James I know. That's not him. You know, some. You, <laughs> I know he can't be a hothead, but. <laughs> you know, and sometimes when we get in the house of God, we get so excited and we get so into it, especially if you are sensitive to the spirit. Um, but I can say this about James. Um, and one of the things he did go through my mentoring and ministry class. And and one of the first things we had to do that was a recommendation that I, was mandatory for me was wash someone's feet. <laughs> you want to be in ministry, serve Ooh. from the feet up. Oh, my God. And when I tell you that was one of the biggest struggles for mentoring in ministry um, that we had. Um, and then, you know, because he has a prophetic gift, right? So this prophet, tell, tell you about these prophetic gifts, you know, they want to go when they want to go because it's a skill and a gift. Mm. And it's hard to separate the two because you, you can't help what you see, right? right? You just got to make sure what you see and is it time to say it, right? And so, um. You know, there were times when, when in that mentoring and ministry class where he would say something, he would always, this is J.A.'s part that with mentoring him that, that I always laughed at. He would say, uh, all right, I ain't going to say nothing about that, but, you know, mm, mm, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone right there. But there were also times when he was so on point um, and he didn't want to say some things. Um, I, I even can recall him uh, prophesying to my daughter. Mm. and speaking things and, you know i'm just saying you know who who god has blessed enormously now and there were some things he said to her and i want to say one specific thing because when you are a mentor you also have to encourage you're not just correcting oh, but you have to encourage and and he talked about her um that she was and she was i don't even believe she was in college yet or it was she was in her first year he told her she was going to have a business and that she was going to have all these young women who really looked up to her now mind you at the time she was kind of standoffish um didn't trust nobody especially <laughs> female um males either she just had trust issues and 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 she was just still figuring out who she was so to hear him say that she was going to be there for all of these young women and be, you know, an encourager and that God was going to bless her, you know, to be able to speak to women all over, young women all over the place. And today, long story short, um, she has over 300 plus thousand people following her on Instagram and she is an influencer. The last thing on earth I would have thought she would have been, but God has blessed her financially and her entire staff is female. <laughs> they are all successful female women and along with that she has pushed them all to begin their own businesses while they're working for her and mm-hmm. and you know when he said it it was random might have been mm-hmm. in the middle of the offering and it he was. turned around and said and i did not want to do it she i was think she was working of, at hewlett packer actually she is well she had just graduated then if she, she had just graduated packer. So she wasn't doing nothing in that field. Nothing. Um, she just graduated from college and was all into her IT stuff. <laughs> right. And um, having a staff and having no, absolutely no way. And she was like, and I think at the time also uh, her friends from college, they had just had a big blowout. And she was like, I'm never having no female friends. I'm never this and never that. And I think like again, I say it was Doran Offer and he turned around and began to quietly minister to her. And of course, I always listen to what people say to my children. It's like, right. I'm going to plant no seeds that I got to dig up. Right. And fast and pray for 40 days right. and drop something in my child's spirit. So even as adults, I'm sensitive to that. Right. But um, he said that and and he, I watched him, um, I watched him obey God, but also be sensitive to what he was learning from his mentoring and ministry um, lessons and to apply it appropriately. So I just want to kudos to you for, you for obeying God, but also you didn't just jump out there. You took the time to go no, to I'm a not. training and we did six weeks 
of mentoring and ministry in a class. And I wouldn't let the class be larger than 10 people. We ended up, um, what people got started with, with I think six or seven people who finished the class, but you can't pour into everybody. So it wasn't like I was trying to get a hundred people. Right. We also did the citywide um, mentoring here with Dr. Bynum and people were flying in and, and drove in. And I think I had maybe 200 plus um, people who had joined those classes every Monday night for 16 weeks. It was supposed to be 12. And it ended up being 16 weeks of mentoring back in 2007. So mentoring has been, I say all that to say, it is necessary. I find it to be a way to prune yourself as a mentor. You got to somehow cut in order to grow more. You have to sow more. Mm. You sow more of your time. You sow more. So you got to cut off what's good and what's bad sometimes in order for something new and fresh to grow out of you. So mentoring has grown me as mm. a person, as a woman. Um, mm. It has grown me. So, you know, one of the questions he had asked is, um, you know, how do you feel like, do I feel like it's still necessary today? Mentoring is not just necessary. Mentoring should be mandatory. Ooh. everybody's life. It is not just a necessity. It is, it, it's man, it should be mandatory in the lives of people who desire to grow. If you don't plan on growing, then don't get you a mentor. Wow. Keep doing things your way. Keep measuring your life and setting your own thermometer and putting your own ideas and self on the scale and measuring you by you. And then just to say, and and if anybody knows me, I'm a text of prophecy. I ain't gonna be I'm an inbox of prophecy. <laughs> and he then I'm gonna ask, and then after I preach, people could have I could have preached the house down, quote unquote. I'm gonna ask my mentor, did that make sense? Do you <laughs> and the other thing is they'll be like, You was too long on there. You know, I've had yeah. my mentor say, you know, that was that was a little much. And you could have stopped. You could have just jumped off that train 20 minutes earlier. One of my other mentors told me, you never get up and try to show all five gifts in one message. Now pick which gift. Is it going to be prophecy, teaching, right. You know, find your gift you're going to use that day. Right. And drive that thing out. And it shouldn't be more than two of them, right? Wow. You don't get up and say that. You can always tell. This is a sidebar. You can always tell when somebody doesn't get to to preach often and they got a lot of <laughs> they get up and they gonna use every gift god gave them and it's All like they that singing gift to when you're not preaching and teaching right so you, then we're there two hours um, so you could prophesy at the end of all of that. No, no, no. <laughs> my mentor in ministry told me don't do that don't we uh -uh. and don't bring the service down if you ain't gonna take it up right don't start high because then there's nowhere to go there's right to go. i do the same thing in the lives of people naturally just i don't start giving them oh i've done this and i've done mm -hmm. that i start with how are you okay so i've been and i start telling them the things i've been through to share with them to create an atmosphere of sharing so that they don't think i'm coming into their lives um even though they've asked for it they don't think I'm coming in to try to to change who they are. Right, I want you right, to right. be who God wants you to be. And it's my responsibility to stay in the face of God on your behalf so that when I provide instruction or answer questions, that I'm not just speaking it from Lisa's perspective, whether it's natural or spiritual. I'm speaking it from a, from a divine place of hearing the voice of God concerning you. Mm. And at, we're about to close in a minute. But I, our, I'm, I, that was the alarm. That was the Also, I want to say, Lisa's uh, niece called me one day. Mm -hmm. I didn't know whose number it was. So somebody had called me like, hey, James. Da, da, da. And me, I'm like, hey, girl. Hey. I didn't know who it was. And they was like, remember when you had prophesied to me about... Then I was like, hey, Kristen. Because you remember those words. And I was like, wow. She was just telling me how the word I spoke into her life, not only her life, her cousin's life's Jordan. Yep, absolutely. Who was, who was blazing like. Right. <laughs> she was all the way out there. Now she a preacher. And right. She, she and, I had, and I prophesied, I believe I prophesied before yes, Jordan was doing yes. any. You know, 
She and was I know nowhere it crazy. That. I know that it sounded crazy. I know they were looking at me like they you, you, that's how you know it's God and not you. Because <laughs> you know, when you go to do those kind of things, but yeah, it's it's and let me just uh, before I go and before you close out, I just want to share this. Um, you said why are mentors important? And I wrote this down from a biblical perspective. The Bible says in the multitude of counsel, there is safety, Proverbs 11 and 14. And I want to say that you it's so important to have counsel around you, mm. but to more than that, to have godly counsel or skilled counsel. Counsel. You're trying to get somebody to mentor you, and 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 if you had asked me to mentor you in podcasting, I would have just had to say no because that's an in, inconsistent area of my life, right? So you know, even as mentors, we have to we know where where we are. We got to say, mm -hmm. I'm gonna recommend somebody else for you right. on that area, and stick to what we are skilled and anointed to do. For somebody else's life because though the at the end of the day we want to see you grow and we want to see you glow and we want to see an afterglow but we want to see you do and be everything that god has called you to do and be wow we didn't answer all the questions but i knew we were all the questions no you did we did kind of we kind of but just wow this is why she's my mentor y'all and people that want to mentor, I'm sorry, James, people that want to mentor, pray about it, then go and identify that person, but be sure what you want from that person. So mm -hmm. I did write this down. Number one, identify the area you like a mentor in, pray about who you will ask and see uh, ABC. If they say yes, develop a plan and a strategy for growth and a meeting schedule, which you both can and are willing to commit to. <laughs> wow. Whew. That's it. I don't have nothing else to say. Thank you. The this spirit has lifted. Thank, <laughs> thank you so much for of having course, me. Of course, Lord. I'm glad yeah. you put me in your busy schedule. You just traveling the country and everything. Man, I'm sitting <laughs> at home in Dallas being a ma too. You know, <laughs> you got a second grandbaby coming, and uh, that that's the area of life I'm focusing on now. But y'all pray for me that I come up out of that because it's, uh. <laughs> it's very, very time consuming. But that's where God has me now. And then sharing the word and doing things like this, I love to do. Um, wow. I don't like to stand up in the pulpit and do it because I can't be free all the time to throw everything out there, but <laughs> I can be transparent in settings like this. So I appreciate the offer and the ask. Of course, of course. And I just thank you. Thank you for being my mentor. We might not talk every day either. Oh, but there's been a foundation laid. There's a foundation. <laughs> And I also, at the end, when me and Lisa got in it, when because I, I was in my feelings, Dr. Lola was like, did you and Lisa make up? <laughs> so that's the pastor's role. That's the pastor. To make sure y'all just keep it straight. Now, I don't care that y'all fell out. Now, just make right, sure I don't even it care. Clear. I mean, she don't have to still be your mentor or nothing, but what, what has to happen is right. you can't be angry. Right. You know, you all can't walk away. And she was, while she's saying that to James, she was saying the same thing to me. Did you get that right with James? She knows how sensitive I am. Like, well, it wasn't my fault, first of all. And I didn't do all of that. I just said what was it, what it was. And she's like, but both of y'all sound a little strong. Right. Y'all might be strong and wrong. So be careful. Pull back. And um, and that's 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 another role that you need, and we all need. Get you a pastor. And don't try to make your pastor your mentor. They they got to give you the word. They need to be able to pray and prophesy <laughs> to you. And if they know too much of your business, you throw it off. Ooh, Jesus. Okay. I just want to thank, shout out to Dr. Lola Thorpe. My mama, Ooh. shout out loud. And the late, you said 11 years, the late Bishop yes, E.M. Thorpe. Jesus. We're getting well, seasoned. I'm just like, I probably speak way too much truth. And, we're and getting seasoned. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're, we get, we're not too salty, but we, we've gotten salty in our seasoning. <laughs> we've gotten very salty in our seasoning. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys for joining in. Make thank sure you, you share all. these. These Thanks were some great, great nuggets. And I just want to thank Lisa for being a part again. And thank you guys for joining and having a creative conversation. Y'all have a great day. Peace out. Peace out. Peace.